What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, today we have a loaded episode talking a little bit about pit football. I'm going to talk about Bengali Kamara and Solomon DeShields. Should we believe that they're going to step in at the linebacker spot and be a legitimate option? We'll also talk a little bit about Shane Simon, watched a little bit more of his tape this weekend. We're going to talk about some takeaways there. It's going to go back to the linebacker spot. We're going to talk about these guys specifically and why you should or shouldn't believe in them. We will also break down a little bit for Pitt women's basketball landing, a commit in Marley Washington from West Virginia. This is a big commit for Pitt, and I'll break down why it is a big commit. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And folks, as always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. And folks, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all that great stuff. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review. Your feedback cannot make this as good as possible without that. And folks, today's episode of Locked On Pit is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play your fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on now folks today i do want to talk a lot a bit about this linebacker spot and we've obviously talked about the linebackers a little bit in terms of how they could fit in the chess piece that hit's going to use and, and how they fit into this kind of overall prism feel to it and it's not necessarily a unit that's the, like the raw talent you see on the field and you see in the limited viewings of some of these guys, like a Bengali Kamara, for example, right? A lot of good things going on there. A lot of good things going on there. And then you also, though, look at someone like, say, Solomon DeShields, and man, it's really easy to see the natural athleticism just jump out at you. So there's a lot of things that, are good about those guys right on tape. And they're not devoid of talent. The physical talent for all these guys is there. So let me start off with this. Whether we're talking about Shane Simon, whether we're talking about Solomon DeShields, whether we're talking about Bengali Kamara, they have really good physical talent. The physical traits are there for a lot of them. Now, they might be a little bit less so in certain areas compared to each other, but these guys are a lot more sparky than, say, someone you know that jumps off the page at you. And obviously, they've had, you know, good athleticism. The guys like Phil Campbell and John Patrician tested really – they really did. They tested very well. But they weren't as outwardly, like, explosive on tape as these guys are. So so that's something to take into consideration here. Now, looking at Bengali Kamara first, because I think he's the guy that we have at in-house. You know, I think Shane Simon has the most tape out. But I think that Bengali Kamara in-house – this is the guy you know how, as much as where he's going to play in his, the scheme, what he's going to do, and how he does it. 
And so I, I think you look at Bengali Kamara, there's a few things that really stand out to me when I watched his film. And, and you know, specifically his game against Michigan State. I thought that he looked really good. I mean, really good, ready up to the task, ready to take on blocks. He was ready for everything. It felt like Bengali Kamara got thrown into the, the, the fire, if you will, the proverbial fire, and he was ready, ready to go. And so here's the thing. When I look at what Bengali Kamara has, it's very positive. This dude's hands are powerful, extremely powerful. You Block deconstruction will not be an issue for Bengali Kamara. Trust me on that. The guy has some of the most heavy hands. I mean, he's got sledgehammers for hands. You look at the game he had against Michigan State, and there was one rep when the left guard was climbing up to the second level trying to get to Kamara on an inside zone run. He just came across his face ripped him right in the chest and threw him to the ground and made the tackle. It was really impressive. Bengali Kamara has a lot of good on his film. A lot of good. And so I really like what I saw from him in the Peach Bowl from a block deconstruction standpoint. That's always a good thing to have because it also tells me that Bengali Kamara is going to have some asset as a blitzer. Now, we didn't see him used as much in that role obviously if you're the money backer you're essentially the will right so you're going to be coming downhill a lot and you're going to be playing a lot in terms of blitzing in the narduzzi scheme you're going to be coming in on stunts you're going to be coming in on falcon blitzes on the zone blitzes on all these different types of blitzes that narduzzi peppers in here and here the fire zones all this stuff right you're going to be coming in there and bengali kamara i think is really set for that with those hands man i mean really good hands He's got good length, too. Bengali Kamara has, from a standpoint, everything you want. Great, great play strength as well, upper body-wise. He's 6'2", 220, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if his arms are longer than 33 inches. So he's got enough length on there. And so you look at Bengali Kamara, and he brings a lot to the table from that standpoint. I thought that was something that really stuck out to me about Bengali Kamara. And I also think he's a pretty heads-up player. I thought he really did a nice job of reading the flow of the offense, reading pulling guards, for example, reading the footwork of a back or, or a quarterback, and, okay, this is where I got to go here. When you're working underneath, you know, you're doing a lot of matching, even in quarters, obviously. You know, Pitt plays a ton of quarters, but when you're playing underneath in quarters, you're going to match off, you're going to pass off. I thought he was doing a nice job of that. Really no busted stuff from Bengali Kamara. And I thought that was something that was pretty important to say. Uh, I think that he's a very intelligent player as well. Now, there are issues. And the one thing that, that really caught me off with Bengali Kamara made me go, hmm. It was when he's actually trying to turn and, and flip his hips and say, you know, he gets caught in man-to-man and has to go on a wheel route. And then you, from the outside, that field corner is going to get hit with, say, an in-breaking route, a dig, whatever. And you put that in, and you put someone like that in a bit of a, a pickle, and so as the linebacker, you have to carry them up the field. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that as much. And this is why I don't see him moving to the star spot. I know there was thoughts of that kind of going back, and I had even mentioned that. But the more you watch him, the more he's a little tight in the hips. And I think that's where he could get into a little bit of trouble if he's asked to man-to-man -to -man a running back or someone like that in the middle of the field 
I think he's athletic. I think he's explosive. I also think he's relatively fast. I think he has good sideline to sideline range. But I don't think this is a guy that is necessarily fluid. And that's a little bit concerning for me in coverage. Um, I, you know, so I like him. I do like Bengali Kamara. He's the one I feel the most sure about in this. I think he's going to be a really good player. He looks like a good tackler. He looks tough. He's a guy that is very, very good in terms of block deconstruction. So I like what I see from him. It's just going to be about his lateral mobility, his ability to flip those hips. I think that's going to be the issue with Bengali Kamara that he's going to run into. Now, it's not going to prevent him from being a really solid what you know, linebacker. But you could get into some issues here where you start to kind of see, okay, they're going to put a running back here. and Is he going to be able to flip those hips and get up the scene with him? Or if he gets turned around, is he going to be able to, to, to say, angle a mirror route? Or is he going to be able to mirror a Texas route or, or something like that? That could be an issue. I think he has good explosive twitch. I think he has relatively fine speed. Again, great hands. I love the guy's hands. But there, there, there's that issue of fluidity, I think, that, that will rise up and I think could potentially make him a little bit limited. Again, that will not preclude him from being a really good back linebacker for this team. But it's going to make him you know, not completely adept at coverage, which is something to note if teams are looking for mismatches. So now let's go to Solomon DeShields and Shane Simon because I want to talk about them a little bit. But first, let me let you know about Stat Hero because, folks, I love and I hate where March Madness is right now. The drama, but oh, the pain when you are on the other side of those last-second shots. Folks, this is what happens all the time. When you bet Purdue to go to the Final Four and they lose because Jaden Ivey missed that three-pointer against St. Peter's, you might have needed that to happen, and it can be painful. But Stat Heroes NCAA single-game picklins pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on the big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they have dozens of lines you can choose from and come through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. So, folks, all you have to do is sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Pit Podcast. We are talking through some of these linebackers here. Just got done with a pretty in deep, comprehensive breakdown of what I think of Bengali Kamara. So now let's go to Solomon the Shields. A lot more limited tape, but I do have some practice viewings in my book bag that I can at least pull out here to tell you guys what I kind of think of Solomon the Shields and what I think he is. First of all, good grief. The guy's built like a Greek god. I mean, straight up, he is yoked, and he is athletic as heck. 
His athleticism, his natural athleticism, jumps off right when you see him in person. The guy is explosive, and the guy is fast, at least downhill and in a straight line. The guy is fantastic in that regard. So here's the thing. There are a few concerns I have about Solomon DeShields. And, again, they're more questions than concerns because he hasn't put out a ton of tape yet. Yeah, you see him sometimes in the game, and you can glean a little bit from it, but until you actually get a total package, you're not going to get everything. And so here's the thing about Solomon DeShields. Very athletic in terms of explosiveness and speed. The guy was a reserve wide receiver last year. He's huge, though. And I say that as both a good thing and a bad thing. The pitch strength training program has done a great job in this regard. The guy's going to be strong enough to bang down low. He's going to be strong enough to really come up and make some aggressive plays. He's going to have that explosiveness to be that free blitzer, you know, Cam Bright was at times, to really pop off. And you're going to be very impressed by that. But there are some things that, that are troubling. One, is he going to be too big? Is he going to be able to turn and flip his hips? Because he's going to be, right now, if there is someone to pencil in as the starter, the starting star, this is your guy. So I'm going to show you going to be your starting star linebacker. So is he going to be able to turn there? You're essentially, at some points, you're going to be a nickel core. Are you going to be able to really mirror them like that? Are you going to be able to keep up with them? You have the speed. You have the explosiveness. What about the fluidity? That's going to be a question. Are we Because if, if Solomon DeShields, here's the thing about Solomon DeShields' natural ability from an explosiveness standpoint and from a speed standpoint. NFL tools. NFL-level tools. We're not just talking about a guy that's good for the ACC or the NCAA. We're talking about a guy that if he pans out and he has this fluidity to him and he's a legit coverage linebacker, the ceiling is through the roof. It really is. But I have questions about that. You know, he hasn't proven that yet. We haven't seen him flip hip turn. You know, we haven't seen him do it enough yet. So that's a question I have. I also have a question of, where is he going to be from a football IQ standpoint? He's a willing tackler. He's aggressive. He's physical. You can see when he's on special teams, you can see it on the limited tape he puts at linebacker. Very willing and, and physical. Pretty solid block deconstructor as well. Can get off blocks well. Doesn't let guys eat up his frame. Gets into theirs and deposes of them well. And he scrapes over top, tries to avoid the trash. And that's something else I really like. But is he going to be able to read the flow of the play. That's a question. Again, these are questions. But I think there is reasonable questions here. Because there are sometimes when you see him in very limited action go the wrong way of a flow. Or if it's, say, a fake outside zone and the guy's going to quarter roll backside and throw the ball, he's going to go the opposite way when he could be a free rusher off the edge. Or he'll go the wrong way of the screen be fooled out by that. Or he'll bite on play action a lot. So that's something, you know, maybe the discipline is there. Is the eye discipline there? I don't know. So we'll have to talk about that. But the natural tools of Solomon DeShields are phenomenal. And I think that's the basis of this here. The upside with him is great. There are some questions, though, about fluidity. And I think football IQ to where you look at, okay, is he going to be 
a guy that's processing the defense well, processing what the offense is doing, as he can be a guy that's going to be able to turn with, say, tight ends, even slot receivers, because he is going to be the de facto nickel guy to keep up with them. Certainly has the speed and explosiveness to do that. Do you have the fluidity to do that? That's going to be a big question for Solomon DeShields, and he can answer those. And I think that when we start to see him actually get on tape and we start to see him in the spring game, we can definitively answer those questions a lot more than we can right now. Now, Shane Simon is a fascinating player. There's a picture Andre Powell tweeted out uh, from the, the scrimmage, if you will. This obviously was closed this Saturday to the media, but they did a scrimmage this Saturday, and there was a photo Andre Powell tweeted out where Simon, who is 6'3", 225, 230, granted, made Israel Abani Kanda look like a look like tiny. I mean, he made him look tiny, and Izzy's not small. Izzy's like 5'11", 215. He looked like an absolute giant. I mean, he looked huge, and he looked rocked up. The, again, the physical traits of Simon here, the pedigree he had as a high-level recruit, it was all there. It was all there. And so I also looked at from his Notre Dame tape and I said, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This guy's tape is up and down, roller coaster sideways. It's going one way, the other way. Seriously, I look at what I saw from Shane Simon at Notre Dame. And I was like, one play, wow. This guy's making, you know, going from the one D gap to the sideline on the other side and cutting the guy off for maybe a one-yard loss because he's so explosive and fast. And he's also fluid, so he can turn and make this great play in coverage. And then there's other where I'm like, okay, you ducked your head, so you're going to miss the tackle. And then there's other ones where he's not processing the field well and you wonder what he's doing. You know, he's, he, oh, he should be blitzing the B gap here, but for some reason he's dropping out and clearly that wasn't the right call. There's a lot of things where you look at him and you're like, what are you doing? That's honestly been the theme of, of this guy's tape for me. The physical tools are amazing. And when he connects, boy, you go, wow. I see why he was as highly thought after as he was. And I see... Why Pitt took this guy? Because, boy, if they if they can mold him into a more polished player, they're going to have a stud here. But then you also look at it and you say, wow, where are these inconsistencies coming from? And still so far into his career, is he going to be able to fix these? And that's a question I don't know. You know, right now, I would slate him to be the back of money. I, I'd bet on Kamara to win. I think Kamara's been a more consistent player. I think he's got more consistent qualities. But the athleticism and upside Simon has is really fun. Really, really fun. The question is going to be, from a football IQ standpoint, and more importantly, from just a consistency standpoint on all facets, tackling especially, because he had some really bad missed tackles, is he going to be consistent enough? Or is he going to be making too many head-scratching plays to where you can't play him as much as you want to? That's going to be the question. Consistency, consistency, consistency is the name of the game with Shane Simon as we see him round into the gate, if you will. 
All right, folks, I do now want to switch over to women's basketball a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the commit of Marley Washington is, is actually a really good thing for them. But there are some things to talk about. Reedy Bakwa transferring, Tracy Houston transferring. We'll talk about what they have to do this offseason to get to where they want to go under Lance White. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar because, folks, I know you have been looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good. Well, I have one for you. It is called Built Bar. Folks, have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors Yemeni Simmons Churro, Coconut Marshmallow, Banana Cream Pie. So good, these are going to be some of your favorites. All the Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including Puffs. That's 100% real chocolate, so you get the taste of a candy bar, but you also get the health benefits of a protein bar. It's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein. Tastes so good, it's healthy for you. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. podcast as we continue to talk here today talking a little bit here more so about pit women's basketball and where it's going because they land a really key commit today in marley washness from fairmont west virginia a former west virginia commit and this is big for them because they needed guards they need quality guards that could shoot and they needed guards that could be consistent you saw certain things that were up and down and up and down in regards to Amy Hayford, who would have great games, and then, you know, she has all the athleticism in the world, but then there were other games where she would play out of control, turn the ball over a ton, and it, she was borderline unplayable. And then Dacian Harris, kind of in the same vein, where at times she would be dynamic and she would be money, but other times... You would scratch your head what she's doing. She's not taking good shots. She's not feeling out the shots that she should be taking. And so she's not an efficient player, and she's not making the right plays either. And she's dribbling into nothing. But the real issue was, you know, at the guard spot, and, and you know, Taisha Exenor came on late in the year. They had a few good games from Aaliyah Johnson, who's a wing guard kind of hybrid. It's not like they didn't have some talented guards. Destiny Strother can stroke it from deep, although she's a streaky shooter as well. The bigger question was, what are they going to do with as many players as they have that are good in the paint? That's been kind of their identity. They're going to rebound well. We're going to get after you on the boards. We're going to play well down low, and we're going to force you to match our physicality. That's kind of been the identity building here. And so when you look at what Lance White's wanted to build, it's been that. It's been built around that. And the two main pieces of that were really Ibakwe and Amber Brown. Amber Brown, she's the size of a guard, but she plays much bigger than she is. Never has lost a rebound in her life. Phenomenal rebounder. Really good down low. Leah King, a lot of the same things. A little bigger, though. A true four. 
But Rita Bakwe was really selling into her own as a true five. Didn't have much behind her, but she really was starting to settle into her own. And so you needed spacing. You needed shooters to stop teams from just packing the paint on you because every single guard you had was a slasher that would drive or take mid-range jumpers. And the rest of your players were mostly bigs down low that didn't have a mid-range game. I mean, Lee Two Kings started to develop that a little bit, but they didn't have a mid-range game. And so they were just going to head to the paint, and teams would just pack the paint on you. And so it became a short to score because you couldn't match teams that could shoot the three. And that was the issue. But now you got two shooters coming in. Aislinn Malcolm, local, good shooter. A slasher type as well. Will get to the hoop really well. She's quick. She's athletic. Orly Washington is a shot creator. She's a two-time West Virginia Player of the Year. She's a consistent shooter. She's going to be able to catch and shoot threes from the corner. She's going to be able to create her own threes. Pitt needed that. They get two shot creators and two legitimate consistent shooters. This is going to create incredible spacing. They could honestly, if they really wanted to go into the portal right now and get another shooter, it wouldn't be a bad idea. They could do that. And so this is going to help them a ton. A ton. They needed that spacing as bad as anything. Now they're going to have a little bit of it. So they're closer than you honestly would think by their record. The team's not actually that far off. And so take a look at what they're actually going to have this year. They're going to have a few really good guards. They're still going to have Destiny Struther off the bench. So they're going to have another shooter there. There's at least three shooters on this team now. Women are going to be able to shoot a little bit this year. That's going to be much, much helpful. They're going to have options down low still, even with the transfer of Rio Ibakwe, which is the looming thing here, right? Losing is going to suck. Absolutely. The transfer Tracy Houston is also going to suck. But you have some options here. You know, you still have Sandrine Kleska as well. Can she be a true point guard? Potentially. Malcolm, though, is more so of a point guard. But maybe she gets pushed into more of a combo guard role, which is okay. But you have options. You have Leah King down low. You have Amber Brown down low. You trust them. You have Cynthia Zaza off the bench. So there's a lot of good here. The question's going to be, can you get another big? You're going to need a legit big. You're going to need a legit big to build off this and reestablish your ability in the paint. Losing Rita sucks. And so you kind of have the backup big in Cynthia Zaza, who's a good defensive big. Not a ton of offense you're going to get from her, but she still was not 100% from that serious knee injury she suffered. So still working back from that regard. But you have a lot of good things here that are working. You just need that five. Can you get that last piece? Pitt women's basketball is a lot closer than I thought they would be. A lot closer. And so adding someone like Marley Washington, who can create her own shot, who's a consistent shooter, and now adding her with Aislinn Malcolm, you've got two really good shooters coming in. 
and you've got at least three catch-and-shoot shooters. You've got two that can create their own shot. You're going to create more spacing, and that's going to open things up for Brown and King a little bit. But can you get another five that's going to come in there and be the big and really establish your ability down the paint with rebounding and defensive ability as well? You need a shot blocker in there as well. So your defense doesn't become too leaky. That'll be something to watch for Pitt. If they can really get a solid five here, Pitt can make some noise. I'm telling you, the Pitt women could make some noise. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. We'll be back here tomorrow. We're going to talk about the smoke between Pitt men's basketball and Nelly Cummings, what, what to make of the fit, how likely they are to land him, and the skill set that Cummings would bring should he come to Pitt. We'll also talk maybe about the new commit that Pitt lands, depending on if they reveal who they are. All of it's coming back here tomorrow on Locked on Pit. And, folks, as always, thanks for listening, and hail to Pitt.